Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Yeah, it's the best show. What's up, everybody here? In early April, it's Tom Sharpling speaking to you from Los Angeles and quarantining, social distancing, all that. Yeah, but you know what I'm also doing is I'm working hard on trying to do the best show and we're doing that each and every week and I feel good about it. Do you feel good about it? I enjoy doing the show all the time and then the challenges come down and that's kind of exciting in its own way to have to think around the challenges and find ways to do the show in in forms that will be good or great hopefully great right or the best the best it says the best in the title so trying to do that but be safe and healthy and all that and look some days your old, your old friend tom don't want to get get out out of bed he just want to sit there and watch workaholics again why am i watching workaholics i don't know really way too deep of a dive on that i don't know goes down easy it's like uh mashed potatoes comfort food so i guess that's why i watch it i know the answer to that already that's what i'm doing so uh we're we're doing the show in all sorts of different forms and stuff we got things recorded at different points in different ways in tonight's show we're gonna have a uh conversation with me and mike and pat and jason and then uh there's a call i took from a disgruntled listener. And then there's a musical segment and a guest interview that I uh, conducted by driving to the home of uh, Mary Lattimore, the amazing harp player who we all love and is so good. And it's Mary Lattimore and Paul Sakina, who uh, they... Are sharing a home, a split uh, residency, so they are exposed to each other in the quarantine. And I threw the 25-foot mic cable out my window. They plugged in, recorded a beautiful harp and guitar duet session. Then we had a conversation afterwards. But I'm telling you, this session truly in the in the throes of all this stupidity and terror and all that. It's just nice to hear some things you appreciate, some art you appreciate, and it's a time for appreciating art because it kind of keeps us going. So 
I want to be one of the people that appreciates it and still continue to be one of the people that makes it. So I need it as much as possible. And people have said they enjoy having the show there. I don't want to say need. It's not my place to say need. You could say need if you need it. I'm not going to say you need it. But you probably is people that need it. So what I'm doing is making the show. Putting the show out there for you, hoping it helps you, and uh, doing that. And also, while I enjoy my fair share of content. So, if you make something, I know it's hard right now, try to make it. Try to see see what it feels like. Even if you only do a little. Just do something to just remind yourself that who you are in the face of this thing. Also, this week is exciting because it is the launch of the podcast that Julie Klausner and I are doing, Double Threat, Double, Double, Double Threat. I said it three times, I'd make it triple, it's Double Threat, and it's on the Forever Dog Podcast Network, and it's really funny. It's me and Julie kind of winding each other up and giving each other the business, and then we'll get a guest on, we'll give them uh, a little bit of a hard time, and we'll do Podcast Rescue, and there's other segments, and we're doing it each and every week. First one went up on Monday, yesterday, special guest Martha Kelly from Baskets, so funny. It's really good. Love Martha. Love Julie. So track that down. Go to Double Threat Pod at Double Threat Pod and look it up or get it from my ats or Julie's ats and subscribe to it and follow it and give it good reviews and listen to it and tell you tell people about it. You want something to laugh at? It's uh give you something to laugh at. It's funny. Funny show. Double threat. But the best show, baby, that's where we're at right now. Don't worry, Best Show fans. Tom ain't going nowhere. If anything, I made more of a commitment to the Best Show. I'm going to keep doing that. Keep serving it up. Giving you what you need. So, you keep listening. We'll keep rocking and rolling. I'll keep doing this and that. That's a quote from the Boogie Nights, which is as old as rock and roll now. So, whatever. I got to stop that. Start doing quotes from new movies like Onward. Just start throwing cool Onward quotes in the middle of things. Yeah, it's right. That's from The Gentleman. That's from Onward. Oh, you recognize that last quote I said? That was from The Invisible Man. Um. Yeah, yeah, these are all 2020 movies. That's right. I make references to contemporary movies because I'm a pretty contemporary guy. Without further ado, let's start the best show. Best show. Go for it.
right, yes, the best show. Hey, it's Tom. Oh, God, what am I doing? Oh, what are we all doing, right, guys? Yeah. Who's that? It's Mike. Yeah, it's Mike. Mike, oh, Mike. Thank <laughs> God, you sounded so different. Mike, you, uh, it's, it's a, you, you were, you were telling me before we started talking, you, uh, you've been eating, you've been getting your shopping done at where? Quick check? Quick check and Rite Aid. <laughs> so you're living off of, what I picture this, what, this is what I picture you eating a fair amount of miniature, uh, miniature cornbreads. Ooh. That they sell Who has it. That? Who has yeah. that? That's a, that's a quick check. Oh, is it? Okay. That's one of those things they put in the little little bakery baskets. They'll have like a little Oh yeah. Single mini loaf of cornbread. They haven't been putting them in Bayonne. They may not be popular there. Oh, it's a pandemic. They may have uh, cut back on the cornbread. And that's Jason Dudio Gore. We all know him, the uh Star of uh, Jason Gore's Midlife Crisis. How, how any dates you got coming up for that? Well, I, yeah, I had an April date, but uh, that, it's done now. Um, yeah, who knows, man? I, I'd love to perform it again when this is all said and done. But it's also, I was talking to Kristen about this the other night. It's like, who wants to go see me do a bunch of sad characters and complain about my midlife crisis when there's a much larger crisis happening? All I'll say to that is Kristen is 100% right, and you are 100% right at the same time because right. it takes 15 seconds for anybody to slide into complaining about anything yeah. and feeling justified in it yeah, and moaning about their lot in life. <laughs> I mean, it's like I was talking to my good friend, I, David, um, Copperfield? You know, he runs a record label and um he uh he's been on a boat for the last few weeks and he was complaining <laughs> about the the beluga caviar. Oh and, uh, uh, a little gritty and he really is um he's just beside himself. Yeah, is life life worth living when the caviar is gritty? Yeah, I don't know. Well they and his you know him, right, Mike? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. I saw those photos guy. on Twitter. Yeah, he put a pretty classy photo of his <laughs> boat, and people don't know <laughs> that drone that took the photo was not like a super fancy drone. Oh, okay. Everybody assumes everything like that was just like a seventy-five thousand dollar drone. <laughs> it's not that expensive. Now that's a beginner's drone. It's a beginner's. It's a beginner's drone. Sure, yes. It's um, and we got Pat Byrne, of course. Last but certainly not least, some would say last but first. Oh well, that's, that's sweet of you. Thank you, and hello, hello to everyone. We're here. The best show rolls on, and we're going to keep doing it. See, this is the, this is what people like about Pat and they're like, this is why Pat's important to the show. Cause it's like Mike comes on immediately starts moaning about that. They didn't have any <laughs> oversized pickles at the quick check. And those weird pickle bags. <laughs> Studio immediately complaining. You can't do his show that this is one a tribute to his ego. <laughs> People then, still want to laugh. But then Pat says, I'm concerned about everyone else. What's, How's everyone else doing? 
That's truly the dynamic. I think that's the dynamic that works for pretty much everything. I don't know how it's so easy to do that. Why is it? Is it easy for other people to do that? Sort of just fact twisting, or am I? Is that a skill set that I have an abundance of? I don't. I think you're good at it. I don't know. I think I'm good at. There's sometimes where I'm just like, yeah, I can see what the look. Do I think the president is the worst? Yeah, absolutely. He's literally the worst, and he's getting worse somehow. Every I day. Find ways to get worse. Do I understand his, like, patterns? Yeah, I kind of do sometimes. Like, he's, like, he's just, now he's just this guy who's, like, forever, like, busted, and he's trying to get <laughs> dance. He's just—he's so frustrated that all he's doing is dancing now, out of people who can play gotcha with him all day long. Yeah, there was a, there was a clip this evening, I guess from today's uh, press conference, uh, where he is basically just shooting down the idea of mail-in ballots, and then a reporter said, "But sir, you did a mail-in ballot last month," and he's like, "Yeah, I can do that." Yeah, he's. Uh... He's he's a lot like that Martin Short character now, Nathan Thurm, who had like the extended cigarette ash, who would always be like the nervous lawyer who'd be like, that's not what I said. <laughs> like somebody would say, you said this, but that's not what I said. It's so funny that you would think that, that I would say that. That is ex- not exactly <laughs> the opposite of what I like. He now is at that point. Um in things where he has begun to evoke Nathan Thurm. Um, I don't know why, I don't know why people want to shut him down. I mean, it, you know, he shoots himself in the foot just about every press conference. Mm-hmm. So why do you want to shut that down? I mean, you know, I, I I'm, 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 I'm glued to the TV. He's found that his time is about five. You know how he's, you know, we lost Mike. We lost Mike. Oh, you know, we got okay, we, he's lost, back. we lost Mike. him there for about 10 seconds, Mike. We lost him again. Okay, see what you're doing. Okay, <laughs> Mike. Yeah, I'm here. We lost, we yeah. lost yeah. him. It's yeah. a little frightening him yeah. cutting in and out, and then when he yeah. comes back in, he's laughing. <laughs> yeah. Now I I see you you've already found an angle you can work on this thing. <laughs> Wait, you I think mean, I'm controlling this? I, I I found the angle. I found the angle with the funny voices. You know, <laughs> I, I could do a weird voice and and it, it you know it can throw you guys for a second or two. <laughs> no, but you were in the middle of saying something about Trump, Mike. That his limit is five something, and then your phone cut out. Well, no, he goes on at like 5.40. Mm-hmm. You know, that seems to be the time he's zeroed in on for some reason. I think it's because it's it's probably, I mean, in, in the old normal, it was probably like nobody listens or, or, or watches at that time. And, he, you know, he, you know, he's not, he doesn't follow, he used to follow Cuomo. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think he realized that wasn't like a good, good look for him right after Cuomo. Mm-hmm. So he's put it off into like five thirty, five forty in there, but I, I I'm riveted. I mean, you know, you, you you're just waiting for him to like sort of lose it, 
I mean, today was relatively stable. You know, he, he, he had his, he bickered with the, the press as usual. Um, but Sunday was weird. I mean, it was, he keeps pushing that hydroxychloroquine, you know, and it turns out he's got a, a financial connection to it. Yeah. What? <laughs> that, I don't believe that for I a know. second. I know. <laughs> But, but on he, Sunday, yeah. Hydroxy, say, say it the way he says it, Mike. He's like. No, you can you do it better. What is hydroxychloroquine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you tweeted a thing that was so perfect that you're picking up on like a Jim Jones vibe off of him. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, Sunday he went into this real sort of soft voice. Yeah, it's like hydroxychloroquine. What do you got to what? lose? What have you got to lose? <laughs> like, very simple. Well, I mean, one thing I could think is your life is yeah, yeah. one of the things. He sounds like the guy who's like, like in like an after school special, like the like the 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 kid who <laughs> is already doing drugs is trying to lure the other kid into trying to take yeah, yeah. a hit off a He's behind the school. Drinking. Yeah, it, come it on, take a hit off this. What have you got to lose? Yeah, it was just like that. And and then on Sunday also, a reporter threw him like a softball to humanize him, right? You know, most people can't relate to his his behavior. So so this reporter asks him about how his son is coping coping with all this. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't even like sort of like be human during that moment. His response was sort of like, uh, he likes soccer. Uh, he can't play soccer now. And that was like it. You know, he was done. You know, that's enough on, about his son, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even when somebody tries to help him, you know, he doesn't even see the opportunity, you know. But that's what we got. No, he's, he's um, I don't know. He's He's just, well, look, you know I'm not a big fan of I didn't vote for him I know I'm not sure if you guys did or not but I didn't I didn't vote I think, for him I think two of us did yeah two of us did two yeah. of us didn't yeah. okay yeah well one of us legally can't vote uh-huh. one of us didn't vote for him and two of us just did <laughs> <laughs> what a great batting average yeah. that would be sounds like the impractical jokers I'll tell you who do you think of the Jokers? Who do you think, who do you think of the Jokers voted for Trump? I, I say all four of them did. I don't think Sal. Sal didn't I mean, vote for. I'm gonna say oh, Joe. I'm gonna say I can say none of the four did. Yeah. That's what I say. I say none of the four. I mean, they're all in the top tax bracket now. So yeah. So you think all four did? Mike Mike <laughs> Mike says all four Jokers voted for Trump. What about Casey Jost? <laughs> Casey Jost. He's like a. Uh, he probably rode in like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> Wonder how those votes are going to go over this year. People writing in, writing in Superman or Donald Duck. If you had to write in somebody, who would you write in? Now, now, um, I probably would write in Casey Jost. Casey Jost. Yeah. That's what I would put. Yeah. <laughs> I probably write in Casey Jost because he. I think he's the Jost with the most. 
I think he would uh, probably pick Colin as his running mate, and then it would be a, a <laughs> ghost, ghost ticket, right? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Then they would, they, they would, they would get, they would definitely get Staten Island locked up then and Harvard. Would the logo just be Jost with like the little power of two? Yeah, it would just be, but it, I picture it would be kind of like done in like a, like a, like a double, like a double vision kind of thing as if your vision was kind of blurry. Okay. In two different colors. Um, if you put on 3D glasses, it would really pop out. Punch you in the face. You get yeah. punched in the face by Jost. Yeah. Um, so what are you? What have you been doing to get uh, through the days, uh, Pat? You've been working a lot, right? I've been working. It's 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 finally at a point where you know there's definitely days in the week where I do, you know, north of my usual hours. But today I finished around five thirty. That's reasonable. Um, did a couple other things after like you know walking the dog and stuff. But most for the most part the day ended and I was able to, you know, make some dinner and. Uh, and uh, get ready for the best show. And this is good. Like, I'm glad to be doing this and, and have, you know, yeah. some, some piece of creativity moving and the things we have planned. I'm really excited for, for everything we got going. Uh, We've been yeah. uh, connecting on a regular basis and it's been yeah. very, very nice because we are cranking out tons of content right now. Really has been nice. And there's, there's a, a big, a big chess piece about to get put on the board that we will. Oh yeah. Yeah, reveal in the next few days, um, which will be fun. Otherwise, just like, you know, watching a little bit of TV uh, at night before bed. Have you seen Tiger King? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes. I finally watched it. Oh, my God. There's a guy on this. I'm not kidding you. He is a tiger trainer. Mm -hmm. And this guy is like a character and a half. I mean, his name's Joe Exotic. That's his. Wow. I'm not kidding. His name is Joe Exotic. <laughs> Legally, I can't take. I can't take Tiger King. Yeah. I can't take people that are mad at Tiger King. <laughs> I can't take people that are mad at the people that are mad at Tiger King. <laughs> I'm very neutral on the whole thing. There's been more backlashes um, on this thing than anything. Yeah, and there's yeah. a new episode coming out this week, right? No. Yeah. No, they they work, they're working on a, they're working on like another episode, like a final episode, like I guess an aftermath kind of thing. Yeah. Cause so, it's been so huge. The king on coronavirus. How, how, uh, yeah. And, and now there's like tiger news everywhere. There's like sensationalized tiger news that, that, you know, that 
Bronx Zoo tiger that got COVID or something. It's just like, that all right. That wasn't sensationalized. That was true. Yeah, but the a tiger got think, COVID. Uh, yeah, but we're not hearing about a bear that got it. We're hearing about a tiger. Yeah, because a bear it. didn't get it. Maybe a bear but did a get it. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying it's super king. specific and it's super coincidental. Hold on a second. You're saying the Tiger King gave a tiger no, COVID. No, that is exactly what Pat's saying. No, no, I, I can back Pat up here. It, there was a story about a, a tiger in the Bronx Zoo that has the virus. Yeah. Thanks to Joe Exotic. Well, no, it has nothing to do with Joe Exotic, but you know the story does probably play into the uh, Joe Exotic uh, mania that's going on. So, Pat, you're saying if there was a Bear King on Netflix, we would hear more about bears that are infected. Which I mean, you're saying that, but I agree with it. <laughs> on next week's best show, by the way, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> um, it was well played, Pat. Yeah. Thank you. Um, uh, next week's best show, we're going to talk about. We're going to each come up with a reality, like a, a like a show that would be the next Tiger King or the next Love Is Blind. We just need to come up with the next e- extreme television <laughs> show, the next extreme reality show on Netflix. Yeah. It has to be reality, or, yeah. or, or just like it could be, it could be a narrative reality thing or a game show. Yeah, uh-huh. that's just that's something. a fun project. Yeah. And listeners can can take part in it also if they want to come up with scenarios. Um, Tom, I had a question. How long did it take you to get through the, the that series, like top to bottom? Tiger King, two yeah. two days. Two days. So you Stuff did like, like Don Junior. So you two. did like three three episodes a day or something. It's like six parts, right? Yeah, six um, seven, seven parts. Yeah, maybe it's seven. Yeah, but okay. Me, so me and Don Junior did it in two parts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah is that what he said yeah, yeah. He did it two, two days yeah oh good and he also um, it was embarrassing i don't want to cut you off pat i just want to say oh no, yeah of course the 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 one thing he said which was like was troubling that i i agreed with i i i understood something that donald trump jr said it's just like it came way being like man a tiger is pretty cheap <laughs> yeah, that's what you said the first week. Yeah. That, and then that he show. said, but then he just said that on some dumb interview. <laughs> so now I feel like, but he was saying it in a way that like he wanted one. Like He's scratching he, his chin. Yeah, He's, man, <laughs> I wish I had pulled the trigger on a tiger. Right. I'm thinking, yeah. just like, can you believe? No, that? I think it would probably because he pays more to shoot them, right? I mean, he's into the big game thing. Has he shot a tiger yeah. yet? Oh, I'm sure yeah, he's he probably, he probably would shoot it in his house. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure th- there's an old press photo of of Donald Trump in the 90s where there's a tiger in Trump Tower or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the family's there. Yeah. But uh, what were you yeah. about to say, Pat? I didn't mean to- <laughs> no, just I was wondering how long it took you to get through it. it you know, we watched like maybe an episode a night, and um, you know, there, the thing I keep thinking about is that this show, um, just the sheer timing of it, will make it the the most successful one probably one of the most successful tv shows that ever dropped on a streaming platform maybe you know ever just because it was it was the most binge worthy show that landed right before a global pandemic so their numbers i mean but it's it's really not fair but so people people are going to remember tiger king in the same way that they remember that picture of the nurse and the sailor in (laughs) in times square having a kiss exactly yeah that's great that's our 
that's that's our remembrance is is going to be uh, <laughs> Joe Tiger, Joe Tiger, Joe Exotic <laughs> kissing a tiger in Times Square. Yeah. Um, T day. Yeah. On yeah, on T day. <laughs> I had an I had an idea for a topic in. You know, because it, we are sort of freed up more than usual to see stuff like Tiger King. Yeah. I thought, like, what other pandemic discoveries have you made during this time that you don't think you would have made under any other circumstances? Um, um, I, what, what, do you have any? Well, my the thing I fell into was uh, somebody had posted on the Facebook uh, Best Show page a link to, uh, I guess, all, a lot of record store owners are out of work. Mm-hmm. So so they're doing videos. I've, I've never really looked into the whole record collecting world uh, on, on YouTube. But this one guy put up a, a video. Uh, he, the channel is called In Grooves. And basically, he spent about almost an hour, I think, discussing the various versions of Asia, the Steely Dan album, and which which versions are superior, which are inferior. He had 10 different copies of the album that he went through one by one, mm-hmm. you know, describing, you know, what's better, what, you know. And it, it was just sort of a, you know, I mean, I guess I would consider myself, compared to the average person, a record collector. But this took it to a whole other level. I, I, I know it exists, but I've never really sort of looked into it to see how far these guys go with it. Mm-hmm. And it was troubling, you know, and, and to just see, see this guy with his, his 10 copies, you know, the Japanese pressing, two different mm-hmm. Japanese pressing, the, the, yeah. the mobile, mobile fidelity version, the, the, the first uh, issue, you know, one after the other. Yeah. And it was so somebody pointed out how the end game of collecting or appreciating anything is sort of a joyless analytical, you know, just you sort yeah, of lose touch it, with the music. You get yeah. you know? it gets reduced to like a checklist. Yeah. yeah. You end up with ten copies of Asia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean I could have told them which one would sound good and which one would sound bad. It's a pretty simple thing. None of them it would sound good. It's a, it's Steely Dan. Mike, I almost cursed. I almost said it's effing Steely Dan. <laughs> the walls are coming down, Mike. But no. but then that that video led to another guy who uh, was reacting to his put down of the Japanese issues of the album, Ron Ron Beaudry. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up watching a bunch of his videos. Yeah. And, you know, basically what, what you know, I, I fell into this sort of rabbit hole mm-hmm. of these, these super collectors. And basically what it comes down to is that these videos are about loneliness. Mm-hmm. That these guys are, are these, these albums are like uh, life preservers to these guys. They're keeping them, you know, still alive. And you know, somewhat engaged, but there's something just very depressing about the whole thing. The guy from Ron Beard Beaudry, he's mm-hmm. from Canada. He he, he okay. sounds like he sounds like Mister Rogers. 
so it's it's it sort of almost breaks your heart when yeah. he's going into great detail about every one of these records. But is it soothing? No, it's, it's no, it's too know, sad to be soothing. Yeah, no, I, I had to stop. I mean, okay, mm-hmm. but you know, yeah, it 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 could, but I I don't think I would have discovered this. You know, if it wasn't for the pandemic, basically. they're not selling these records. They're just talking about them, correct? Well, well, the the guy who, in Grooves guy, he has a record store, so yeah, okay. he sells. Yeah, because they well, these videos kind of make me. I've been watching a lot of these comic shops on like Facebook. We'll have a Facebook Live video where they just keep putting up all these like really rare comic books that they have for sale, and mm-hmm. uh, talking a little bit about the story about them, what the grade is. Right. Um, and then all of like the collectors just going off in the comments, like they disagree with the store or they immediately put a bid in it. And it's, I've, I've watched maybe 10 of them. I would have never watched that before the pandemic. Yeah. 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 It's bringing out, it's bringing out, uh, it's not even bringing out the best or worst. It's just <laughs> amplifying certain things like the middle. To where, yeah, to bring out the middle. That's a great, that's exactly what it is. It's like to where, to where you're just engrossed watching two guys argue over a Japanese pressing of, <laughs> of a bad Steely Dance, an album that's bad by Steely Dan standards. Bad. <laughs> right? I mean, that's bad. Like people who actually think Steely Dan are good think that album blows, right? No, no, not me. I, I like that record. You do does it have FM on no, it? No, it's not on there. No, no. It has Deacon Blues, right? Deacon Blues. The ba, that's the one that goes the da 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 da, right? <laughs> it's always those those like melancholy chords that just like Man, I don't want to hear when I don't want to hear when the Kinks or the Beatles start doing that music hall trash. I don't want to hear that, and I don't want to hear these guys do their uh, their their uh, their tribute to uh, vaudeville or whatever they're doing with that that Vavodio do music, whatever that is. Like it's like I got to listen to Donald Fagan do uh, the Winchester Cathedral, but sing about uh, heroin needles. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. I've had it with Steely Dan. I know, I know. Have you gone anywhere where you you didn't think you'd go if if it wasn't for the pandemic? Oh yeah, no. I've I've done a fair amount of. Uh, um, I've been watching these Godard movies now. Uh-huh. Godard, do you know him? Godard. Yeah. And apparently, Godard, first of all, Godard is still alive. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, he's got something going on Instagram. Yes. And then secondly, I found out this morning, he's been like going on like, he's just been going online and like answering fans' questions. This guy's like 800 years old. And he's like one of the, one of the, like the all-time greats of movie making. And he's just like, He's just an old guy sitting in front of a computer now, <laughs> answering fan questions. That's kind of that's kind of nice, right? Yeah. How many yeah. points to get Godard on the best show? Well, he doesn't speak English, does he? So it's, it's I'm just going to put him somewhere. I'll put him around. Uh, 
I still I still put the highest on uh, Tiger King, and I think <laughs> I think Mike can do it. When's he due um, out? What's that? You know, I mean, once he gets out of prison, it's going to be like a celebration. You know, I mean, I, I, I bet there's people like there's exact. Well, can people still visit people in jail with the pandemic going on? I don't know. Not anymore. No. No. I mean, what's he going to, but what, he's going to be one of these guys. It's going to last for like two weeks. And then people are going to be like, man, Tiger King's still here. Got to <laughs> get away from this guy. You don't think he's going to get a series when he gets out of jail? Yeah, he is, but it's going to bomb because everybody's going to lose interest in him. Uh huh. He'll it's also gonna... he'll also just ruin it, probably. Oh, that's that's that goes hand in hand with yeah. it. Absolutely, yeah. but he he's will blow it. He will blow it. He will find a way. He will get the gift of a television series, and he will end up getting removed from the show. And they'll probably get that guy Jeff in again. What if they did that? Like he got replaced by Jeff twice. I don't even want to think about how many slurs they had to edit out of this show. Oh, of Tiger? Could you imagine? Yeah, I mean, just so many slurs. Well, there's already that one video, and I don't know if it's in the series because I haven't watched it about him being upset that he can't use the N word. Yeah, no, I I believe it. Like, I didn't want to even you know mention. Wait, I didn't know about any of this. Yeah, like, yeah, he he probably the editors of this documentary who are you know hand over just brilliant editors i was thinking about them <laughs> throughout the entire watch very good editing in this thing but they probably have a, a like a sizzler reel of just <laughs> slurs just yeah. what, the, what like the stuff on the cutting room floor it was yeah. probably oh cringeworthy isn't it funny all i can think of was you just said pat all i can think of was like man yeah. i wish i could eat at sizzler <laughs> I don't even eat steak, and I'm just like, you know, sure, be nice. What sure, was Sizzler nice the one? Sit down at a Sizzler right good now. Ba- good baked potato. <laughs> Wait, yeah. what, salad was, bar. Did Sizzler yeah. was were they the ones that had the, the good buffet? Did Sizzler? Yeah, had, you mean I like think they did? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I think they had like a proper buffet, like a hot buffet. I don't know about that. I, I, yeah. No, I think, you think you're Golden Corral? Ponderosa. Ponderosa, it's Ponderosa you're thinking of, Pat. Okay. Did, did they have a buffet? I thought they were just like straight up steakhouse. No, Ponderosa had a had a buffet. Was it a was lunch a, buffet? There was one in West Orange we used to go to. I'm sure Chris Gethard has stories of that too. Did you guys have Shoney's up here? No, no. we didn't. Oh, Shoney's. We, but, but we got Shoney's so commercials. Good. Isn't that weird? We got Shoney's yeah. commercials and we Probably got- Probably like Connecticut or Pennsylvania. And we used to get there was a lot of other things in our in our market where we would we, like it, they were out of market but we'd get their commercials like Little Caesars I never saw Little Caesars in North Jersey but we always the got there time, it wasn't there Little there's Caesars. one in Union oh. City now yeah. but Little Caesars is is around now but it's, yeah yeah now um, they are look I I've, I'm I'm on record as it's being well documented by the, the my folly with Cece's Pizza oh God mm-hmm. yeah oh Lord yeah all those commercials are haunted by this mystery pizza that i ate three times and was just like it got worse each time i don't know what i thought was going to happen there as if the first time saw the commercials would be on in new jersey all the time never saw a cc's pizza within a thousand miles driving through north carolina 
coastal North Carolina see one go into it. It's disgusting. Yeah, that was in Wilmington, wasn't it? It was in Wilmington, yes. Yeah, I passed that CC's that you ate at. Well, we I didn't eat at it. I did. Um, I ate at the one in Rutherford. Now, when you were eating at CC's, and because Chris and I used to go to the one in Rutherford a few times, we stopped at the last time we went, we stopped because I don't know if they had this at the CC's in Wilmington, but they push around this giant, like, plastic container that when they clean off the tables they just put all of the plates and the pizza that's on the plates into this gigantic container filled with water Mm -hmm. and the person stopped it at our table and went off to do something else so we're trying to eat that'd be actionable that's yeah thing i've ever heard in my life and there's just ton. There's like toppings and crust and oh, plates, and it's it's see through. <laughs> it's not even like no. Why what's the point of just looking at it like an aquarium filled with oh. pizza bits? Why 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 a big bucket of water? I don't get that. I, I guess just to like pre-wash them before they throw them back there to the guy who does the big hose. I don't know. Gross. Yeah. yeah. It's so disgusting. when the showed up in New Jersey, I had to try it. And it was terrible. And then, like two years later, they were just like CC's new and improved menu. I'm like, no, let me see what that's all about. And it was worse. And that does it for me for the rest of my life. I'll yeah. never. But it took me three times to learn what other people would just be like. Yeah, that pizza is going to be bad. I yeah. can tell you right now from the from the from the price point that it's nine dollars. <laughs> eat as much of it as you want. That's I thought terrible. it was like four ninety five. I think four ninety five is lunch. Might have been four ninety five. I don't know what it was. Yeah. It was shockingly cheap. It's um, Golden Corral. It's cheaper for lunch than dinner, and it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> that, that's their slogan. That's yeah. that's their new slogan. They're also they refuse the old, owner of Golden Corral refuses to uh, shut down the Chocolate Wonderfall. Uh, <laughs> Well, nobody's eating there. What are they doing? Waterfall takeout? Oh no, it's on. No, it's like it's like the Eternal Flame in uh yes. in, in in uh what's what, the, J- uh, JFK's grave? Yes, it's it's it has to, it must it must be. Uh, oh God! When I die, guys, that. please just give me an eternal chocolate water fountain. <laughs> Done. Right in it. Right down. above my headstone. <laughs> that would be a pretty sweet headstone. It would. That just was like a a chocolate wonderfall. <laughs> Where the chocolate's it. replaced and it's hygienically okay to eat? No, it just takes constant maintenance. You'd have to have somebody on hand yeah. for for grave for the hours that the graveyard's open. Um, Putting out like marshmallows, rice krispie treats, gummy bears. Yeah, and then just kind of keeping that stuff fresh. <laughs> You're, you'd have a popular headstone, even for I people would. who didn't know you. They'd just be like, "Oh, yeah. you, you, we got to go over by." Uh, yeah, yeah. Did you, you go know, Dudio's grave. Yeah, funeral is underway. People starting to drift away. You notice they're they're heading over to like they're heading over like a couple plots away, and they come back with a giant ring of chocolate around their mouth. Yeah, and some wooden sticks. They're just looking for a place to throw them away. Yeah, they come back. Yeah, they throw. They're supposed to throw like a flower on the casket they throw just a wooden stick from the other <laughs> from the chocolate wonderfall at jason gore's heads now <laughs> so what what else is going on what have you been watching mike 
Uh, any actual shows? No, I mean... Any movies? Uh, what did I watch recently? I started watching Ghost World. I hadn't seen it in a long time. On Criterion Channel? Yeah, yeah, it's on there. Mm-hmm. That's a good movie. I mean, again, it's I keep, I keep running into uh, lonely guys and their records. Mm-hmm. It, it captures that world. <laughs> yeah, that guy would be that you. He would he would have been arguing about the the first Japanese pressing <laughs> on that, but he likes even worse music. That <laughs> no, I mean he basically he's he's Robert Crumb, you know the yeah. character is Robert Crumb, you know, and you know. That Rudy Tootie kind of like that kind of walk boards and stuff. There's gotta, there's gotta be a what you will listen to music beyond what year. I I think you're just you're not even like interested. Wait, what you mean? What where I won't go before a certain year? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, probably 2013. I won't listen to anything before it. Um, no, I would. I don't know. Look, I'll listen to. Let me think what I would what I would honestly put on on my own my own volition. Yeah. Um. I. I mean, I will play Miles Davis stuff, but it's not really from the fifties, though. That stuff, yeah. the, that cool stuff, don't do it for me. Okay. Um. Yeah. So you're pretty I mean, nineteen sixties. I guess I'll listen to like I'll listen to like old country and stuff from uh-huh. the. All right, yeah, Hank Williams. Yeah, like I love that. Okay. Like any of that stuff, I love. Um, uh-huh. I'd listen to that. I'd listen uh-huh. to. Um, I just, I mean, I would listen to old rock and roll. I'd, I listen to that. Uh huh. So that's the fifties. Um, you know, certain blue blue stuff is not my favorite, but I would I would listen to I can listen to that if I'm in the mood for it, but it's not my go to by any measure. But um Rat Pack. Stuff like that, less and less. I don't ever I, I find myself wanting to go back to that stuff less and less. Like that kind of brassy big band kind of stuff. It just, you know, I'll I'll usually cycle through like we're like one like once a year I'll go on a little run and listen to stuff like that. But I haven't done that in ages. You know, like when's the last time you listened to like any of that kind of stuff, Mike? Like Frank Sinatra or anyone like that? Mike's gone. Mike's gone again. <laughs> It's probably just an internet connection thing. He'll pop back up yeah. in a second. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I yeah. go through cycles, though. Like, I typically, I like to listen to the Stones in the summer. Mm-hmm. Stones or Neil, depending on where I am. If I'm in L.A., usually when I'm in L.A., and I don't know, it did when being in L.A., did this start the Neil Young kick for you? Um, It was probably part of it. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely didn't hurt it. But yeah. You also saw him for the first time live a few years ago, and that was pretty life changing, right? That I saw him. Yeah, when you saw him with uh, Kurt Vile a few years ago. Yeah, but I had seen him before that. But oh, what you was had, your first okay. Neil show? Probably opening for when when Sonic Youth opened. Oh wow! Might have been the first time I saw him. So the Weld Tour '91. Yeah. Uh huh. Which they just nice. showed a uh, 
on Neil Young archives, they just played like a, cause he's putting these concert things up. Yeah. And I think he took the paywall down on the site. Yeah. It's free right now. And they showed a concert two nights ago that was from 91 Buffalo war memorials. One of the best things it was, he was just insane. He was so locked in and that was a really good tour. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, that would be, that would be when I loved him at a very early age. The, uh, I was at a flea market and I found a pair of uh, 3D glasses on the floor of this kind of like record shop. And they were 3D glasses that I guess Russ Never Sleeps had, had gave out 3D glasses when you'd go see it because part of it was in Rustill vision. So, <laughs> and they were the glasses that somebody was selling at the store and I bought them and I was just, and I bought the album and then those glasses and that was, that was the start. That's awesome. Yeah. So what uh, what are you watching, Jason? Uh, we watched Young Frankenstein the other night, which I hadn't seen in years. Mm-hmm. And really, uh, really enjoyed that. Sure. Um, other than that, we've been watching a lot of British TV. There's a show um, on Channel 4 called Hunted, where it's five episodes. And over the course of five episodes at the start, they drop like... 10 people into into a city. So let's say they just drop them in the center of Birmingham, England. And then uh-huh. they have to run from surveillance and helicopters and stuff uh, for the course of like, I think, five weeks to get to the end. And if they get to the end, beating all the surveillance and everything and people tapping, uh, you know, the, the phones and stuff, they win maybe like 100 hundred grand, something like that. If they don't get caught? If they don't get caught. But how and many people are chasing after them? So it's like a team of uh, like crack British surveillance officers uh-huh. who are like watching them on CCTV and going into all of their known associates and wiretapping their phones and getting calls and intel and everything in. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great. So we've been that watching a lot, lot of that. Watch that. Where are you watching that? I watch that on Channel 4. You got a VPN in, and then you uh, watch on it's Channel too Four. Complicated already. I'm not. I'll, I'll send you. I'll send you the instructions. It's it's easy. It's really easy. It's tricky. Yeah. No, I could I could show you how to do it. Ah, I don't. I lost all interest. <laughs> you said I went from being wildly interested in it. I know. To like, no, that there, sounds like a huge headache. Yeah. Yes. No, it's it's super easy. I'll 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 talk to you on, offline about okay. it. Okay. All right. So. Because five when you, weeks. yeah, for five weeks they're all like living in the countryside, like hiding out at known associates' places, and then the the hunters show up and chase them. What know, are the, the rules? What are the rules for if I was one of the contestants? How much engagement do I have to do with the? I mean, what's to stop like, somebody from going into the woods? So the rules are: you you uh, you give up all of your credit cards, your cell phone, everything. Uh-huh. So you kind of have to have things in like a plan in place with your known associates. Like I'm going to run from here to the Cotswolds and meet this friend of mine. Who's going to give me, um, you know, some money and some camping gear that I pre-purchased. And okay. during that, when they show up at that person's uh, um, 
location, the hunters have already pinged that that guy's phone, so they know they're there. And these hunters are driving all over England looking for them. Uh-huh. So, I wonder if I could get away with that, <laughs> with being a contestant on Hunted. Yeah, I think you could do it. Well, thank you. I believe you. I, I appreciate you believing in it. Yeah, that. you got a lot of people that would support you. Yeah, I got oh. a network. Yeah. Right? Be hiding in Perry Shell's t shirt closet. <laughs> like like E. T. in the, that scene yeah. with the dolls. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hide out in this t shirt closet. Hope nobody catches me. Just like a giant twelve foot party sub. <laughs> I can almost hear him <laughs> laughing out loud to this. Yeah. Yeah. Just stay in in that one location in that closet for five weeks. Yeah. Just hide out. Well, yeah, maybe I'll watch hunted. I don't yeah, know. I'll send you the details. Thank you. It's, it's, and I, there's a lot of great British television too. And I, and when you do a VPN, mm-hmm. you can log into your Netflix and you have access to the British library on Netflix. Okay. And you, you got a lot of like, you know, all the Alan Parcher stuff is on there, which is nice. All right. Okay. So. Here we go. You're hooking me. You're yeah. hooking me. It's easy to do. I'll show you how okay. it's done. All right, I believe you. Perfect for the pandemic. Yeah. Well, why don't we? Uh, why don't we wrap it up and hey, then? Um, before we go, can we just uh, really quickly want to give that uh, birthday shout out? No, I, I don't want to. Of course, yeah. Let's okay. Do let's not do it. I was kidding. No. Let's just. Yeah. Let's do it. Um. um yeah. Who, who is it now? John O'Keefe. John O'Keefe. We wish you a happy birthday and a safe. Birthday, and I'm sorry you're not going to be around all your your pals, uh, John. But you, what you're going to do is you're going to stay alive so you can be around all your pals. Yeah, very and, soon. And your wife Beth reached out to us today to see if we uh, could do something like this. And uh, yeah, yes. there you go. You get a happy birthday wish on the best show. There you go. Happy birthday. And Pat, anything you want to announce? I'm running for president. Officially You're running for president, I okay. vote for you as of today. In uh, okay, I will. You got my vote. Twenty twenty. It's gonna be tough going up, up against Jost Jost. <laughs> Jost Jost, yeah, yeah. It's writing only, but I'm hoping. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we're getting well, the word out now, and you really. I'm glad you really got to jump on it. Yeah. It's early April. So, um. So what? Uh. Well, how about how about you? Uh. Jason, anything you want to announce? Uh, no dates for uh, Jason Gore's midlife crisis. No, it's on ice right now, like but, everything else. Yeah, it could happen again. And if it happens again, I will be happy to perform it for people. Yeah, okay. So, and there you go. I will say that people can always go to patreon.com slash the best show and get their uh, their bonus content, which is going up. And we're going to have some special bonus content going up very soon. Just put a Q&A up uh, a few days ago. You can check that out. And uh, I'm going to do another one. And we got a special limited edition series we're going to get into. It's going to be fun. And yeah, get that. And, of course, uh, the podcast I started with Julie Klausner, Double Thread, is fun. So check that out yeah. at Double Thread Pod. Um, and, I really, enjoy, uh, I really oh. enjoyed that Hot bu- uh, hot dog bun story, Tom. Yeah, yeah. You, <laughs> I saw you tweeted. I never. I can't told believe you hot- sat on that story all these years. I can't believe I never said that story. It was a classic. 
Well, thanks, Mike. When, when, when I thought of when you know what you were describing it, you comparing it to uh, 2001: A Space Odyssey, uh-huh. which is good. But then I thought of like maybe Braveheart, where yeah. like one one guy threw a spear, and that was okay. the end. <laughs> that was the end of the battle. You Mike, know? I never saw. I never saw Braveheart. You never saw Braveheart. Okay. No. Is that Check the? Is that a big? That's a big. That's a big blind spot, right? Well, not really. I never Did you saw see the Brave, Patriot. Never saw the Patriot. I never saw Braveheart. Never saw Shawshank Redemption. Uh, um, I've seen. I saw that. That, that is way overrated. Yeah, it, sure, it would have to be at this point. But I could just—it's just—it's like okay, when you crawl through a sewer or something. What's <laughs> more cool? I don't know. <laughs> and he's a librarian, jail, jail librarian. Yeah. yeah. That's all so, you need to know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll make it. Um, <laughs> also on the Patreon, just to plug it, uh, the 50th episode of Half Hour Power. That's right. Half Hour Power, 50th episode's up, and that is uh, a, bo- a long one. 96 uh, minutes. Ain't no, no, ain't no half hour about that half hour of power. <laughs> um. And Mike, of course, apmike.bandcamp.com is going strong. Yeah, I'm gonna. I've I've, I've cut back. I'm I'm making less trips to the uh, post office, but I have a mailing going out. I was I was coloring some headshots today. Mm-hmm. I'll be caught. I'll be cut, caught up tomorrow. Uh, I'm glad I didn't do the cameo thing because that would just look look bad optically. The you know asking for money during a pandemic. I mean, I, I think yeah. I. Uh, I People are really still cool. buying cameos left and right, Mike. Cameos, that hasn't slowed down at all. Cameos more huge than ever now. Yes, you think so? Oh, oh yeah. I hope so. You it's should still do it. You, yeah, I, I, I think it would be a tasteful thing if you did it because it would be you connecting with the fans. <laughs> well, if we go into May, maybe I'll reconsider. But uh, I'll answer that. We're going into May. Yeah. yeah so, no, like, no, so the answer is yes, Mike. May. No, I know we're going into May. You know. And, when, when Trump says something, I just double it. You know, the, yeah. you know he said two weeks. I, I say May 2021. So yeah, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so let's look. I, I will talk Maybe more about the cameo. Mike, you're you're a class act. You don't want to, you, you really do try to not rip off the, the Besho fans and listeners of the show. This is true. It's a you're not you're not a you're not just grabbing the first buck you can get your your mitts on. You're you're a class act. Thank you, Tom. But you know, I still <laughs> want to see you do these cameos. <laughs> I think I think you'd be hilarious with it, and it would make so many people happy. I think we get a set if we if we could figure out a setup. You don't even have to leave your house, Mike. Yeah. We figure out a thing where you're doing it. You knock those things out. Yeah. I'm telling you, you start doing those Vince Neil ones, Mike, I'll buy one. Oh, I'll buy one too. <laughs> All right. Does hey your phone have a camera? Hey, Alan, it's JP Mike here. Just want to... <laughs> <laughs> I have to be accepted first, though. You, you have to apply... You have to apply to Cameo. Okay, well then let's get yeah. you in. Let's get they literally home. approve everybody, Mike. Do they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I may be the first person. That's the first person they reject. 
<laughs> I think you're okay, Mike. I, I was like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of like comedians like Joe Firestone and Chris Gethard, Mary Houlihan. They're, or I don't know if Mary Houlihan, Mary Houlihan might have been doing equivalent ones or something. But people have been on it. It's not just, you don't just go on that thing and get uh, Joe Then Nate. again, Andy Milanakis is on there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get you one, Mike. I'm going to get you one from Joe Namath. How's that sound? See, I, I don't even know if he's on there. I mean, he, there's no way he's not on that thing. He's totally on there. Joe Namath is still there? Oh, that's sad. Who is? That's sad that Joe, Joe Namath is doing it? Oh, I, I'm sure he, he must be, right? Uh, I don't know. That would be sad to me, though. There's nothing sad about Cameo, Mike. It's it's cash. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mike. Okay, maybe it's we'll a little sad. Well, it's a little <laughs> But you're going to do something fun with it, which is going to which is going to completely mitigate all the sadness because you're doing you're just going to ha- make it have a be a goof. Yeah. Yeah. I think people need it, Mike. All right. If we go mm-hmm. into May, I'll, I'll reconsider. Yeah, sounds good. All right, Mike. All right, guys. All right, everyone. Seriously, it all all uh, we joke around and everything. Everybody, stay healthy, stay safe. Yes. Take care of yourselves. Yep. Respect We're... the respect the 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 the, uh, the uh, distancing and all that, so we can all get through this and and wear a mask and wear a mask. Please wash those hands. And somebody get me a clip of when Trump said the thing about. That we'll all have a party when we get up through this. It's like, what party is anybody going to want to have with this guy? Coachella. Yeah, he's well. He's actually going to do Coachella next year. Yeah, he's actually. What if they said Trump is doing Coachella? What if it was? But what if it was like balanced out where it's like it's the Smiths and Trump? Yeah. Like where where it's like you're like oh my god the Smiths got back together and they're playing Coachella and so but Trump goes on right before the Smiths yeah the intro them yeah yeah just imagine he does like a forty five minute set of just like <laughs> of like slow blues <laughs> like him playing harmonica. Has he ever acknowledged that he's ever listened to music? I don't think that's ever happened. You, you want to know the crazy thing? He likes Neil Young. Yes, yeah, he loves one, Neil one, Young. That's one of the only people he's like said that he he's Neil Young is great, and then Neil Young told him to stop playing his music. He actually said that. I've never he heard actually that. he actually singled out Neil Young as oh, wow. as a great artist. Wow. Yeah. I never heard that. Yeah, he there in the in the Crosby, Stills, and Nash bio. They're talking about a show at Madison Square Garden. And uh, Trump was right up front. Okay. Right? Let me tell it to you, baby. I'm down on my knees. Like him singing. Him singing those songs. Southern man. <laughs> That's got to be his favorite. Southern man. He does, yeah. He likes Southern man. <laughs> he hates the Graham Nash songs. Yeah. Gotta get down to it. People <laughs> are losing their lives. 
I'm doing Philly boy Roy. All right, I gotta go um, before I do worse. Trump, that's a bad. Um, now you know why Alec Baldwin makes the big bucks. There's all um, the dollars there for him. Well, everybody, you stay safe and take care of yourselves. We'll be back next week. Do the best show every week and uh, enjoy this episode and enjoy your lives. Oh, best show. Hey, Tom, it's Ted in South Newbridge. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm just uh, doing the show and having a having a pretty good time. What are you up to? Awesome. Well, you know, just just uh, you know, kind of hanging out. I've been catching up on uh, this season of Curb. Uh, I finally watched all of it. I I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I was into this one too. I thought it was I thought it was funny. It seemed like it was a little little better than the previous one. Um, yeah, all the stuff with the Spite store was funny. I thought it was funny. I was kind of torn about it, though. I think it's a great idea, but it seems like, I don't know, it's kind of like the the famous kind of pushing their weight around. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think I think there's a little bit of the idea. It's just like that the... I, I would that, that, that like uh, Mocha Joe might still know how to run a coffee shop better than uh, a guy who could just go back to writing a TV TV show anytime he wants and just lose interest in the store. Exactly, it's like he, Larry has the ultimate safety net, but Mocha Joe, he's you know he's he's a lifer. He's in it for life, right? Yeah, yeah, Mocha Joe's a real a lifer, I guess. I never thought, you know. So I guess it's a. I, I, I'm more. I'm more. I sympathize with the lifers in those things, not with uh, Jonah Hill opening a deli or, or because uh, I mean Jonah Hill's just going to go do a movie, and then what happens to the deli when he's when he's on set in Atlanta? No, he'll forget about it, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. But it was fun. It was a good season. Yeah. So what? What's uh, what's going on with you? Well, you know, Tom, the the reason I'm calling is I uh, I hate to ask this, but I need some help. Some help. Well, what what's yeah. what's going on? What do you need help with? Well, my ten year old son Robbie, he's addicted to these roast battles on YouTube. Have you ever seen these things? Like roasts, like like the. Like on Comedy Central when they do like a famous person, like those roasts. Well, yeah, he he loves those, but he especially loves these these roast competitions from I guess it's like three or four years ago at this venue in New York called the Stand, and basically there's hours and hours of these things on YouTube, and he just watches them all the time. And basically, it's it's two people who roast each other. And then these successful stand-up comedians basically act as the judges. Okay, okay. And Robbie especially loves this one judge. His name's um, Big J Okerson. And uh-huh. he, he loves him so much that he, he made his mother make him these mini black fingerless gloves like Big J wears. It's really, I don't know, I don't get it. Yeah, and your kid is 10, you said? He's 10. He's ten, yeah, yeah, and he, he he's also been bugging us to get him one of those one of those tiny hats that Rich Boss wears. Sure, yeah, and he's he's also been asking if he can get some kind of hormone treatment that will help him start growing a big bushy beard like Mike Lawrence. Yeah, but that's that is interesting, like a for a ten year old, yeah, huh? 
Yeah, yeah. And and I'm I'm getting a little worried, you know. He he's saying his main goal in life is to live with those guys and Anthony Jeselnik in a comedy condo for the rest of his life. Huh. So he's got the he's got the he's got the the bug of where these guys are his heroes now. Yeah, it's weird. It's like these guys I, I keep telling him, I don't know if these guys are the right guys for you. Or to for be, anybody, really. To, like, idolize. Yeah, there's, like, you know, there's darkness with these cats, right? Yeah, there is a darkness with these cats. Yeah. I could see. Yeah, it's weird for a, ch- a child to be so drawn to it. Yeah, I, I don't get it. And anyway, Robbie's become so obsessed with roasting that he's pretty much been roasting everybody in his life for the last two months. And it's driving us crazy. Uh-huh. He's even call he's even calling himself the Roastmaster Junior, which is of course in honor of his mentor, Roastmaster General Jeff Ross. Oh, that's his. He considers Jeff Ross to be his mentor. Absolutely, yeah. And and he he he's even started his own account on Instagram, and it's it's at Roastmaster Junior Junior. At Roastmaster Junior. Junior, yeah. The, the word Junior. Okay, hold on, hold on. I gotta see this. Oh yeah, there he is, huh? Wow, he he's really into documenting every aspect of his life, huh? Everything, everything. It's like this couldn't bode less well for the future, could it? That that this is where his head is at. Yeah, I mean he's he's already saying things like, you know, Dad, I'm only doing this for the gram. Uh huh. Well, you know, I don't know. He's ten. I I don't know if I'd worry about it so much. I mean, he's just a kid, and this is probably like a a phase that he's going through. That's what I thought at first, but I mean, this thing is taking over our lives. It's twenty four seven. This 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 whole roasting thing and gram. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So he he's what roasting like his friends at school, everybody, friends, family, teachers, you name it. Um, oh my God, I'll tell you, Robbie's little league coach was apoplectic the other day. Mm-hmm. Was that? Well, he he called me and he said during a team huddle, Robbie pointed at the team's shortstop and said. <sighs> I'm not saying Timmy is bad at baseball, but he strikes out more on the field than Coach Davidson does down at Midnight Confessions Gentlemen's Club after his graveyard shift restocking the shelves at Adult World. Ooh, that's that's that's, that's, that's pretty. He- it's pretty heavy. Yeah, no, that's uh, that's brutal. So he, with that, he's implying he's managing to take a shot at. Was it Timmy? <laughs> the other kid, like, so he's yeah, taking Timmy, Timmy on his team. Yeah, he's ostensibly taking a shot at Timmy, but he's really sinking Coach Davidson by saying that he strikes out at the strip club after he restocks shelves at the adult shop he works at. It's like a triple whammy, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's, so that, that's rough. 
Yeah, that's... it's very it's very rough, and 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 that's just the tip of the iceberg here. Hmm. What else is going on? Well, I, I got a very irate call from Robbie's art teacher, Mrs. Meniscus. Men- okay, Mrs. Okay, sure. What ha- what, and, what what did she say? Well, basically, here's what he said to her. He he said, "Look at you, Mrs. Meniscus. When you were attending art school, you had dreams of your works hanging in the Louvre." But here you are teaching art to a bunch of disinterested brats who hate your class so much they keep asking if they can go to the loo. Okay. Um Oh, okay. I I didn't I didn't I get it now. I, I, I right. It's a, yeah, it's a little bit of a a little bit of a stretch on that one. Well, it's very wordy also, right? Yeah, yeah. But he's and, and I'll, I'll tell you, Robbie was very down on himself for a solid week because that one just didn't connect. Okay. Yeah, the Lou landed poorly due to his fellow students not knowing, A, what a Lou was and also not what the Louvre was. And I'll tell you, he was more upset about that joke's failure than with his four-day suspension. Oh, he got suspended from school for that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's rough because he... But he's he's actually more caught up in his failed uh, word word play than about actually having to be suspended from school. Absolutely, huh. he he was just beating himself up because he was he was walking around the house just going, "It's called word economy, you dink." <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah. So he's got he's taking it very seriously. He huh. he is he is and and I'll tell you, ma'am. At church the other day, yeah, uh, Robbie got up and said, "You know, my sister Karen has always had terrible taste in boys, but this new boyfriend makes Ricky Casso look like the world's nicest Weeblo scout." And then he said, "Hmm, Weeblo—that's what my parents say when they contemplate their life choices and parenting skills." <laughs> uh, I mean, look. That's that I get that those are those are real roast jokes. These are real. I mean, and look, I get the, I there's part of it. I, I obviously the wee blow part I get, and which is you know, it's kind it's it's well, I think it's I know it's hard to you as the parent, but that's it's hard to it, hear your, your your son say that sort of stuff, yeah. But it's it's kind of I, I understand that. I just don't get the part. Was it Ricky Casso? Yeah, I, I I didn't get that either. Um, it, it turns out Ricky Casso was one of the very first heavy metal influenced teenage murderers back in the eighties. And it's like, where is he finding out about this stuff? Ricky Casso, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think I remember that was like a thing, and like like there was like a Rolling Stone article in like probably like the mid eighties or about. That, but that's like I don't know how a ten-year-old would have would have the slightest idea about any of that. I barely remember it. It's crazy. I don't get it. I'm almost I'm terrified of this kid at this point. Yeah, that's a that's a that's unexpected. Well, it gets worse. Uh, unfortunately, I'm Robbie's main roast target now. Well, <laughs> okay. And and it's really getting to me because. It makes me feel like I'm just losing authority over the whole household. Okay, how how so? 
Well, the other day when he saw me sitting on the couch reading this Bed, Bath & Beyond catalog, mm-hmm. he comes up and he goes, look at you. You're like if Ward Cleaver had even less charisma and was even more of a, I, I can't say the word, Tom, but it begins with P and it ends with Uffy. Okay. All right. That's, that's, that's brutal. It is. It is. And, and everyone in the family was, was there. And I'll tell you, one night our neighbor Mike came over to borrow a rake. Mm-hmm. Robbie sees him out in the front yard talking and he comes over and he just sidles up to Mike and goes, you know, my dad works for his father-in-law. He's completely unqualified for the job and everybody at the company hates him. Unfortunately, that's the least disturbing thing he has in common with Jared Kushner. Oh, that's wow. Did did you laugh? I was more gasping, honestly. That's that's like a dismantling. It is, and I I'm, I don't like it. No, you shouldn't. Oh my Your god! Child. I hope he, I, I hope he doesn't. He, he never hears the, the word dismantled because he's going to start calling himself the dad dismantler. Yes, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! So all right, then he said, you know. Dad's Ford Escort is so uncool, even the only Escort he could afford was embarrassed to be seen in it. (laughs) These jokes are like, oh, I don't know. It's like the the knowledge he has of certain things is... I know! Shocking. He's 10! He's 10 and he's making Escort jokes. (laughs) Don't get it. His father. I know. And then he said, my dad is so pale. When he sees Jim Gaffigan on TV, he calls him dark meat hot pockets. Okay. That's, I, I mean, guess Jim, this, this Jim Gaffigan guy is tanner than I am. Yeah. No, he's pretty pale too. So, wow. These, these are not nice. No, and, and he, he all often gets on me about my music that I like. Okay, like how so? Well, like one of them was, Dad's taste in music is so lame, he thinks 50 Cent is still the cost of a copy of Dirty Leg Show that Spank Mag Mom won't allow him to buy anymore. That, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's ugly. <laughs> that's actually... He's 10! He's 10. I, oh my goodness. Yeah, so he's really just letting you have it, huh? He he really is. And he said, then he also said, you know, Dad had a band in the early 90s. They were a culture club tribute band called the Church of the Poison Mind. Sadly, Dad was kicked out because the other guys in the band didn't think his stage presence was ballsy enough. I don't... I guess because Culture Club, the guys were not super, like, you know, macho. Oh, yeah, okay. So, yeah, so that's like a zinger that, yeah. Okay, well, they, those, that's, 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 that's a really, that's mean. That's a mean. I know. That's a, that's a rough one. I don't like. Doesn't, doesn't feel good. No, no. And there was, Dad has great respect for Mom. Yeah, he really looks up to her. She's five foot six. Okay, uh, that's 
that's that's kind of a traditional one, but that's that wouldn't feel good coming from your son. Nope. No. Oh, it's so upsetting. Yeah, I can only even ra- even re- even recounting it for you is upsetting to me. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. what what? Are you crying? Uh-huh. Um, so... <laughs> it's, just, it's just bringing up all the original hurt. You know how that goes? Yeah, yeah. It's like ripples in a... It's like you throw a rock into a pond, and it's like the initial hurt is when it hits the water, but the ripples are all the ones that have happened. What's that, Dark Star? What's that? I, what's what's that? I don't know what that is. Oh, it's, it sounds like that was a Robert Hunter lyric. Oh, no, no. I was trying to... Never mind. Never mind. Okay. All right. So once at, at the dinner table, he said, here's to mom. Unlike dad's lower haunches, there's no fat on these steaks. Okay. So he's making fun of your lower haunches. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then he said, he said to the principal at my school, at, at his school, yeah. Mom wear mom wears the pants in their relationship because like his fashion guru Eddie Trunk, dad wears cargo shorts three hundred and sixty-five days a year. I don't even think the principal knew who Eddie Trunk was. Um I I gotta say I kinda like that one. That's a that's a pretty good I'm I'm impressed that a ten year old could string that together and and kind of turn that into a like make a joke with the, with those references and it is pretty, pretty impressive. Wait, wait, well, whose side are you on? Look, I'm just admiring the con- construction of the things. It's impressive. And it's impressive that he's only 10 and he's saying these things. You, you know? can have him. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know what you want exactly want from me. You call you, you're the one who called me, Ted. Well, here's what I want. I- I'm sick of getting roasted by my own child and I want to be able to hold my own and maybe even out-roast him. Uh, okay, okay. And you're the only person I know who used to have some kind of very tenuous connection to the entertainment business. So, of <laughs> course, you're the first person I thought of calling. Well, that's very sweet of you, the way you phrase that. And um, But uh, wait, wait, what you thought of me for what now? To help me roast that little turd. To roast your own son, a ten-year-old. Yes, I'm yes. Not, I'm, he, he's, I'm not going to be a part of that. I mean, I'm sorry. He's just like he, he's even regardless of what he's saying. It's just like he's still a little kid, and it sounds like he's just having fun with this. And you know, I why don't you just consider like laying down the law and tell me just can't do this stuff anymore? Who are you talking to, Tom? I told you not to call me Ted, Robbie. I didn't call you Ted, Robbie, you dink. Wow, that's you call. You see, what I'm, see what I'm dealing with? Yeah, he called you a dink. He sounded like that. Yeah, and he you let you let him talk to you like that. What can I do? He he doesn't listen to me. It's like he he's lost all respect for me at this point. Sure. Yeah. Well, look, I I. I, I, I see I see what you're talking about. Yeah. I said who you talking to? A, it's none of your business. And B, it's Tom Sharpling, okay? 
that ape you're always listening to who talks only about pizza restaurants and prog rock? Oh, boy, you must really be going stir-crazy if you're calling that human white noise generator. Human white noise? Okay, that, that I don't... I, I, I'm Ted. Put, yes. put put Robbie on. I I, I want to get in on this. Are you sure? Yeah. No, I see what you're talking about. I want I want in. Okay, I'll I'll get on the other line. Hang on. All right. Pick up the phone. Hello. Robbie. Yes. Hey, this. Uh, I I I hear you like to roast people, huh? Yeah. Why do you care? Well, you know, I just, you, you think you're a pretty funny guy and, um, you know, I, I don't know. I'd be willing to, why don't we just go, uh, toe to toe here? We go, you know, we will, we do a, a round of roast battle. You, you up for that? Yeah. Like tit for tat. We'll just go back and forth. You're sure you want to jump in that ring? Yeah, no, I'm sure. All right. Well, get ready to go down in flames. Oh, that's okay. Well, you maybe you get ready to go down in flames. <laughs> okay, um, I'm gonna toss a coin. All right, and um, hang on. Hang on. All right, Tom, you call it. Okay. Okay. Here we go. Heads. It is heads. All right, um, Tom, you can go first, or you can defer. Um, you know what? Why don't you go first, Robbie? I'll, I'll defer. All right. You know, Tom has been doing the best show for so long. It's really impressive. I mean, who knew there were that many candy bars to get mad about for 20 years? <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's, I, that's, that's, yeah, that's funny. I, that's a good one. And that's my turn now. All right, it's Tom's turn. Okay. Hey Robbie, you're so you're so annoying that you could even make a happy meal unhappy. Oh man. All right, now it's my turn. Okay, yeah, it's your turn. You know, it must be hard to watch other shows get more successful while the best show stays right where it was. The next season of Serial should investigate the death of your career. <laughs> hey, that's 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 pretty good. That's good, you know. Um, hey, Robbie, you know you're what ten years old? Yeah. Yeah, you're not even full grown yet. You know, I mean, you're just a little kid. You're you're not even a half pint. You're a shot glass. <laughs> you okay, son? Shut up, Dad. Is this? The best show used to be on WFMU. Now it's not on the radio anymore, just online. What's next? Talking into Dixie Cups with strings attached? (laughs) That's okay. That's, that's, That's cute. That's funny. You know, Robbie, you seem like a good kid. Uh, you actually remind me of a cloud. When you go away, the day gets brighter. Hey, Tom, what are you, Tom, what are you doing? 
is I, I was just trying to roast him. I'm just like, you know, that's what I said. That's what you wanted. Maybe you wanted help with the stuff, you know? And I'm just doing these jokes. I know. I, I wanted you to roast him, but can you lighten up a bit? Can I lighten up these? I'm doing these things that these. These jokes are pretty soft that I'm I said doing. I said lighten up. I, I don't get it. Okay. All right, let him have it, son. Wait, let him have it. Wait, now you're rooting for him? Tom is always complaining that people will appreciate the show once he's dead. Well, why don't you give us a chance to appreciate it then? Okay. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, that's very good. That's very good. You know, Robbie, you're you're ten years old. You're not you're not fully grown yet. And I mean, I don't want to say you're short, but when you like wave your hand around, I call that a microwave. <laughs> How dare you treat my son like this? He's only ten. He's only 10. Okay. I mean, I was, ugh. his jokes were so mean. He just literally said he wished I was dead. But he's only 10. Yeah, I understand he's only 10. I mean, I'm trying to just do these jokes. His jokes were so mean. His, and you're going to turn on. A, he's just a kid. And I'll tell you one thing. You can yeah. bet your ass that we're going to be suing you for flagrant defamation of a defenseless child. I'm just a little kid. Great. How does this happen? I was trying to help this guy. This guy calls me I'm trying to help this guy. His kid can't control his own kid. And then I give his kid the little bit of the, a little bit of a hard time with this. Just my jokes are just. Uh, and then his dad's gonna sue me now. Oh, oh look! And I just got a message from Robbie on Instagram. Oh, you here? You haven't heard the last of me, you pos. As soon as this GD quarantine and he misspelled quarantine is Q U A R A N T E N. So he. Didn't even spell quarantine, right? As soon as this quarantine is over, I'm going to F you up, you GDM. I, I don't like, oh, here's one I never, I never actually heard you GDMFQH. Wow. Okay. QH. Oof. That's actually worse than the more I think of QH is maybe the most offensive part of this whole thing. Oh, he just posted another. He just posted a video of himself slashing my tires. Oh, how is this even possible? I thought this kid was in Newbridge. Oh, I don't even know why I bother with these people. I don't know. Well, I guess I just lost the roast. Yeah, so right now I am at in my car. At the home of uh, Mary Lattimore and Paul Sakina, and they're going to play some harp and guitar, and that looks exciting. And I'm going to just shut up and let them get themselves set. So I'm going to zip 
zip my lips, and then they're going to start playing in a second. It's very exciting. It's a positive side of pandemics. There's no positive side of pandemics. Just stay safe, people. What are we going to do? Oh, God. So, uh, <laughs> they're getting ready. Now I'm in their driveway. They're inside. I can't even see them. I can't even see them. They ran the 25-foot cord into the home. I'm going to shut up now.
Am I asleep? No, I'm not asleep. Why would I be asleep? That was amazing. Oh, that was so beautiful. Oh, it's... Really? Well, talking to the mic. How do we hear you? You can come. Yeah, if you stand there, that's perfect. Yeah. Cool. Mary Lattimore, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's good to see Tom, you. Tom, you're in my driveway. I'm in your driveway, <laughs> and you're inside. I couldn't even see what you guys, you could have just played a record for all I know. <laughs> yeah, that's what, just, yeah. that's what we did. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> Tommy. So, Mary Lattimore and Paul Sakina, that was amazing. Thank and you. Mary plays harp. Now, when your mom played harp? Yeah, my mom still plays a harp. And she still plays harp. So, at least it makes the leap a little... Because it would be, it's hard to picture like a kid saying, I want a harp. Yeah, sometimes they do though. Like, I, um, I've taught a lot of little kids how to play the harp, and sometimes they'll like see the nutcracker or whatever, and they'll be like, oh, I want to, that thing looks cool. I want to, or that thing is so pretty. But for me, I was kind of forced to play it. <laughs> sure. Because, because mom played mm-hmm. harp. And where did she play harp? She, um, she lives near, we're from North Carolina, so I grew up near. I grew up in Asheville, but we live on a farm, kind of. Um, or they live. My parents live on a farm, like um, maybe an hour from Asheville. And my mom was the principal harpist with the Asheville Symphony for many, many years. Since she was twenty-five years old, she just retired last year, so okay. she still teaches and mm-hmm. and plays around there. She plays a lot of gigs mm-hmm. still. So, so you went from North Carolina to Philadelphia. And yeah. what was that move all about? I went from North Carolina. I went to school in Rochester, New York. Okay. Um, and then after Rochester, I went to Vienna, Austria, and I lived there for a couple years. And then I moved to Philly from Vienna because my visa ran out. Okay. Um, just wanted to pick a place to live. And I knew Greg Weeks and Otto Hauser from Espers, and they lived in Philly at the time. And so I went to go kind of hang out with them and kind of got to know them and their circle of music friends and there there was a real um you know philly sure philly there's such a close-knit community there and that's how i met paul too yeah (laughs) and paul where'd you grow up i grew up in central pa in a town called mechanicsburg which is like right next to harrisburg sure so you were you you're uh you're a a pennsylvania vet yeah (laughs) i lived there until about a year ago when my wife and i moved out here to Mm -hmm. los angeles Mm mm-hmm and what led to that? Just this is where the uh, action is. Yeah, where the work is, I guess. We were, we were just there. I lived there for. I lived in Philly for fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I went to school there, and I just you know kind of ran its course. I loved it there, but it was felt like it was time to move. My wife is also from out here, so okay. So that made a little bit of sense. We have family nearby, and you know. And then you're, but you're busy. You play with uh, Steve Gunn, who's another philly guy who bounced to brooklyn right yep and mary you were supposed to be on tour right now with steve it, it would have been you and steve and and, and william w- tyler and william tyler all in a van and <laughs> i'm assuming michael slaybach oh yeah michael yeah <laughs> michael slaybach driving the rented ford van yep yeah well michael did all does all the sharpling and worcester tour stuff oh, that's right yeah I forgot and about that. we yeah. did the box set together michael right, produced the box set I yeah, 
right in here? Yeah. You have the box then in there. I wish I could sign it for you. <laughs> I can't get uh, throw a pen at it <laughs> from would you, six would you feet away. Consider doing that? Would you throw a pen at my box? No, let's then? wait till this is over and I'll <laughs> properly enter your home. And Yeah, come over. Come over when um this is all done. Yeah. Isn't it so strange that like the simplest of things is like not real like you think about the things that you completely took for granted the idea of like oh i'm just going to go have coffee i'm going to go get coffee and sit down with it yeah. it's like well you can't do that and now you're scared getting the coffee mm-hmm. it's so like those are the adjustments for me that are hard the little things that i realized were like rituals that kept me mm-hmm. sane and um, that's what I struggle with is, like, I realized how important it was for me to go get coffee somewhere and for me to just, like, just maybe walk around a bookstore mm-hmm. or to walk around a record store. And, like, those things, that's when I feel like I lose my marbles when those things are off the table. Yeah. You know, what are things like that that you, what what, what have been the hard parts and, and the surprisingly positive parts of this for both of you? Of this whole thing. I mean, for me, um, I live next to, I, we share a porch. Um, Paul and Nikki and I share a porch. And I just moved into this apartment in November. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I am so lucky to have my close friends in my little cell pod thing. And they cook for me. They're really good cooks. Mm-hmm. I'm a terrible cook. And uh-huh. so I think actually like having to rely on either my own cooking or my friends to cook for me is real weird sure and what are you guys like it's a philly fest going on in there what do you have uh uts? is it like a philly fest going on in there philly fest yeah, yeah. should we come down a little bit because you could if you're having a hard time hearing me come a little closer yeah. we're still yeah. well within bounds yeah. we are still safe yeah come closer i have headphones i'm i can hear yeah this is better that's better so yeah, so what do you have going on in Helicopters. Guys, yeah, helicopters. Do you have, uh, like, Uts chips, right? What do you have, like, Franks? Oh, for dinner? Yeah. What you, do they cook? Like, 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 what is it, just like cheese steaks? And yeah, it's just it's cheese steaks, <laughs> a lot of soft pretzels. Sure, like a... <laughs> a lot of water ice. Uh-huh. Do you order off a screen like yeah, Wawa? So Mary, or Mary, we, put, Mary. Yeah, we put a touch screen in Mary's living room. Okay. She just she just selects what she wants. Hoagie. Yeah, you just press. It's just like no, Mary, just talk to us. You don't have to order. You don't order food. We don't work for you, and don't use a touch screen. That's really insulting. Um, so, yeah, you. So those. The, so that that's nice. The community, the sense of community. You move to the right place at the right time. Then. Yeah, it just happened to be, and both Paul and I are on tour so much, and this kind of gives us like a way to get kind of grounded in our apartments and mm-hmm. like really feel at home. Sure, because because Mayor, like we said, you were going to be. It was going to be the super tour of Steve Gunn. William Tyler and Mary Lattimore. I'm not putting in that order. I would put Mary first on that oh. list. So I'm just, but that tour did not happen. Will that hopefully happen someday? Yeah, I think in the fall. Okay. It's going to get rescheduled. I think everybody's going to be touring all at once, all fall together is, in the fall. October is going to be like, yeah. be like, I'm seeing a movie and a show <laughs> and every single thing that ever happened. 
is all happening in October. Yeah. October is going to be like entertainment palooza month where it's like <laughs> there will literally be five things a night mm-hmm. going on and everybody will have haircuts again <laughs> and will be groomed. Look for co- be looking for friendship and company. Like, oh I my. Feel like it's Can you imagine what it's going to be? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No <laughs> one's going to be making sourdough starters yes. anymore. Friendship and company. That's the next way of putting it. That's what people will be looking for. Um, no, it's... Um, yeah, it's it's really strange. So that's the so the hard part has, has the, how have you been both dealing with the the uh, isolation of all this stuff? Uh, I mean, for us, it's nice to have Mary around because my wife and I might kill each other <laughs> if mm-hmm. you know if yeah. Mary wasn't. So like, usually towards the evening, once we're done with the day's projects or whatever we're working on, we'll be like, hey, should we have Mary over for? <laughs> dinner and cards or whatever sure mary's like hi hi guys yeah, like a little yeah, golden a little, retriever yeah what's well, up guys <laughs> but then the end of the night comes and mary goes back to her own zone and sure. i feel like it's cool that we can each have our private space but then all, you know it's kind of the dream yeah, i think yeah, it's yeah, like it's, nice. it's like being roommates but not mm-hmm. you know what about yeah. you tom like i'm pretty pretty uh holding up okay are you cooking we a lot of cheese <laughs> nice fair amount of cheese cheese steaks cheese sandwiches <laughs> a pretty i could whip up a pretty mean cheese on a piece of bread <laughs> and i'm learning to do things like pour salad dressing on it yeah and then put lettuce on it and then it's like a little health sandwich in the same way learning it's yeah. like doing all this these adult things that mm-hmm. like learning how to like stitch stuff up uh-huh darn holes yeah yeah it's cool yeah so right now, Paul, you would have been home or you would have been out also? I would have been home. We did. Uh, we finished the last Euro tour in... Because you play with, like, Steve Gunn, we said, but also Angel Olsen. Yeah, I play guitar in Angel Olsen's band. And we're, like, kind of in the first qu- quarter of an album cycle, just touring our, you know, yeah. butts off. And uh, we did a tour of Europe that finished around Valentine's Day. And then we were supposed to have a little lag of, like, a month and a half two months um sadly we were gonna play willie nelson's ranch that luck reunion show which got canceled sure we had a tour a southern tour booked in april that got postponed but i was gonna be on tour basically from like april mid-april until the end of july okay (laughs) yeah Yeah. and i don't think any of that's happening anymore no like my may euro tour is probably canceled they haven't announced it's canceled yet but i think it's probably Sure. Done, you know. Yeah. It's Oh well. <laughs> so we we adapt and start Yeah, making, you're adapting. Like you know? I feel yeah. like we're all like having to I'm adapt. Doing my show in a car. This is cool. <laughs> I'm adapting. This is all I can do. Yeah. And you're doing all you can do. It's awesome to see you. It's, it's awesome cuz maybe this is like how a lot of people absorb like listen to your show in the car on the radio. And now I do it <laughs> in the car. Now you're like making the show right there with me. I look yeah. they really feel like you're in the passenger seat it is pretty amazing that we just like the technology just favors stuff now at least to kind of think on your feet right. and figure out ways to make adjustments it's like if could you imagine going through this kind of thing in like the 90s <laughs> when there, there was no like netflix yeah or no no internet established to the degree it is now and the Mm -hmm. speed 
What, what would that be like? That dial-up sound? Do you want to watch? Yeah. Do you ever connect? Yeah. Do you want to watch the VHS <laughs> yeah. copy of Jurassic Park for the 16th <laughs> time or Forrest yeah. Gump or something? Exactly. Mm-hmm. The two yeah. the two tape version of uh, Titanic. <laughs> that wide, that extra wide Titanic. So you got to replace the tape in the yeah. middle. Yeah. Two VHS. Two VHS. <laughs> I never saw all of Titanic. We watched really... it recently and I kept uh-huh. thinking like, the, we were watching it and I just the thought kept going to my head why the hell did anyone make this movie uh-huh because it's just like the worst concept of all time uh-huh you know, because it just it's just like mass <laughs> yeah <laughs> like watching I watched like a half hour of it and then I was just like I don't like this yeah. <laughs> and I saw none of the boat stuff I've seen uh, none of that I've only seen that on like clip shows and things. <laughs> And like the other day, I finally saw him like sink under the water. I was like, well, I guess that's what it looks like when he dies. <laughs> that's what happens. To him. I literally didn't see that until like two days ago. You're so like, lucky. My si- that was my sister's favorite movie, so uh-huh. we had to watch it over and over. She loved Leo. Sure. We had to watch it. Well, what was your favorite movie then, Mary? Growing up? Yeah. When What year was that? 90? 90. That was probably 97, 98, right? Like that, yeah. 98. I guess I was like 18 years old. I don't know. Clerks was that? I feel like maybe sure. that that kind clerks. of stuff. Clerks, yeah, yeah. Reality bites. Okay. Yeah. So that you kind were singles. You were big, big Kevin Smith fan back then. <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Like those kind of things. Yeah, and then you also. So what year did you arrive in Philly? Two thousand five. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We so. should give a shout out to our friend KV. Yeah. To. KV and to uh, Leah, our other Philly friend. Leah. Hi, yeah. Leah. And also Willie T. Willie and Will- Tyler, who's, he went back to Nashville um, to hang out with his parents and stuff. There, sure. So. Well, that makes But he'll be back. Yeah, he'll, he'll be, be back, back hopefully here. soon. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. You can't. He's he's too big for Nashville now. <laughs> he just is. He's like, he's like the L. He belongs in L.A. because it's like that kind of thing, like. He's the perfect kind of guy who goes from Tennessee to Los Angeles and then just, like, is the best of both places. Yeah. Kinda. He still carries Tennessee with him, you can tell. Yeah. yeah. But but he needs to be on, like, a like on a big s- stage <laughs> here with all, like, the Aww. fancy people. Yeah. What about that film that he scored? That film is so beautiful. Oh, my God. First Cow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was so great. What yeah. an amazing movie. Yeah. Kelly so Reichert is the best. Yeah. And I feel bad for her also. That movie was in theater sort of like a week mm. before all this happened. And it opened and was doing really great. Yeah. Like it did the best of any of her movies to date. And then now I guess it just, I don't know if it's going to be on demand pre- mm. like earlier than they had planned. But mm-hmm. it really... Um, what an amazing movie, and uh, it was great to see uh, her just kind of like, she just does the things the way she wants to do them, yeah. and yeah. Personal style is so strong. Yeah, I feel, that's that's who I feel bad for, is a lot of people who, um, that's some of the people I feel bad for, is like, who have been working on their records, and oh, it comes out now. Yeah. Or like, you know, my, my friend Becky, who she... She's um, graciously allowed me to use her paintings, her huge, beautiful paintings for my record cover. So I've used like five of them mm-hmm. now. 
Um, and she had a big art show in New York, like where she had spent the whole year working on these paintings. And then the gallery closed like after a week. Oh. So, you know, just yeah, all that work, all that energy. But I don't know. We have to learn some kind of we have to learn something from it somehow. Yeah. I don't know what, but <laughs> look, hopefully we all stay healthy and stay alive yeah. and get through this and uh, come out the other side of it. And I think people might everybody's relationship to a lot of things is going to change in terms of like I think people will appreciate making th- what what it is to receive a thing that's made also totally. like look at what you, what the two you just did was so beautiful <laughs> and you <laughs> just thought, did it and yeah. it's a gift now that will <laughs> the people will hear years from now that will be heard and it was such a thing in the moment that will also have a uh, it will be freed from that moment also it's very uh, impressive and i think people will appreciate how what it is like to kind of maybe be somebody who gives your gives your life to making stuff and that it's not always easy and mm-hmm. but it's kind of your calling also so like do you have any choice what like what would you do suddenly if you couldn't do what probably work at wawa Right, you know, you'd go back to you'd go back go to back Pennsylvania. To work at Wawa. Sure, sling some hoagies. Which know. one? Which Wawa would be the dream one well, to not work the at? Port Richmond one because they're all, unfortunately, they got COVID at the Port Richmond. One. Oh no, really? Yeah. So, so what would you yeah. what would you want to be like the Center City one? No, nah, that one's pretty crazy too. That's a pretty that's like a pretty suburbs, intense Wawa. Jersey Shore, I'm down at the down the shore. Okay, like a, like an Ocean City. I yeah. wrote a song about the one on the Jersey Shore at Long, Long Beach Island. Yeah. yeah. See, seven hundred. You can't stop no, flying the flag. I have no idea what. I know. I same. Do. I think about that too because we, you know, like if we break a finger or something like that, like what would I do? I don't know. I, I don't really have much, uh, many other skills like as far as like practical things that I could do. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but it's it's, it's but you you both have handed your life to this dream and and passion and enthusiasm and whatever you want to call it and then you do it and i think people real will maybe realize that people who make stuff weren't just goofing around mm-hmm. the whole right. time that yeah, it was just, just like avoiding responsibility yeah <laughs> exactly you chose a, a, yeah. a, a certain kind of responsibility that mm-hmm. might not be as uh regimented in yeah. some ways but it's reg it's extremely regimented in every other way mm. it's like I think, but the goal is to stay alive, and that's why I'm wearing gloves, even though it's hot. My fingers are probably all pruned up now. <laughs> um, so, the, so for you guys, you're just kind of holding tight, mm-hmm. and yeah. we'll see what the fall looks like. It's pretty awesome, I have to say. I'm sure Paul feels this way too. It's just to have an, a distraction, number one, with like an instrument, and also like a cathartic kind of outlet. You know, if I'm feeling like. I mean, because you know how this goes. Like, it's the highs and lows. It's like crazy fear and paranoia and sadness and, like, too much reading the news and walking around and, like, having to cross the street when you see a person. It's, like, yeah. mentally fucked. Yeah, yeah. Really. And so, like, having an outlet, like, sitting down and playing an instrument, I feel like is is really awesome. And I hope that um, I hope that people can find that for themselves, whether it's, you know, like, drawing or cooking or whatever, like, hanging out with your family and just like a, a re, like a reason to not think about all that bombardment of 
yeah crazy news some kind of peace to like yeah. the, the, to be able to tap into some sort of escape and An peace. exorcism yeah <laughs> yeah because it finds like you can stop you don't have to like look at the news around the clock it will find you like yeah. the news the news like <laughs> finds you at this point yeah like it's you don't even have to go say like i'm gonna go see what's going on it like chases you down and taps you on the shoulder and tells you, like, you, it's unavoidable. Right. Mm-hmm. You go log into any form of social media and all of your friends are immediately chattering about whatever the hell's happening. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. No, it's amazing. Before and it was the election on top. Now it's this on top of the election stuff. And yeah. And chatter, chatter, chatter. Well, just try not to have those shows on, like, debate nights in October. <laughs> that's a really good point. Because that's coming. Yeah. Just be try to keep in mind when you... Book those things for the fall. Look yeah. at what I don't know what nights debates take place on, but do do your shows on Good nights point. that aren't those nights. Well, also my booking agent Timmy, he was like, I don't want to book you at all in November, just in case a bad thing happens, and then because people will be so depressed after bad news, uh-huh. you know. So that, that was kind of a thing to think about. It's weird because I uh, I got in a car accident on election night 2016, which was amazing, and then. Oh, um, wow. Because I did the show on election night and drove home and hit a deer, oh, going man. about seventy-five on the on the turnpike. Never saw a deer at exit thirteen. Uh-uh. Have you ever Whoa. seen a deer? Well, I saw one when I hit him. Wow! And then, like two nights later, I saw the Pet Shop Boys. I like I had tickets to see the Pet Shop Boys, and there was such a pall over the entire event. Mm-hmm. Where even though they weren't addressing it, they're just kind of like, "Yeah, we're making music for a different world now." Yeah. So. Leonard Cohen died too, right? Yeah, then, that's too. right. It's like, man. Yeah. We had a we. That was like the kickoff to the last Angels and album cycle, and we had just finished a month in Europe, so we like left in you know, the beginning of October, and we got back, and we we landed in New York like the day before election day mm-hmm. and we had some press on election day and you know obviously what happened ha- happened mm-hmm. and it was like we went into this radio thing and no one spoke uh-huh. the whole the, <laughs> no yeah. one like yeah. the i think angel did an interview i'm not really sure but we did a live session and like no one in the studio was speaking and no one in the band was speaking to each other and yeah. then we just kind of all walked away and like literally the tour ended and we were like uh-huh. all right see you see you soon see you in yeah. a few weeks yeah, Dang, so man. insane. Yeah. yeah, I hope I hope that you know when we come out of this, it's a. I think people are going to be so excited. We're going to be even day. more attached to each like, other. I think. I mean, like everybody's going to feel really like even just seeing you right now. It's like wow, a breath of fresh air. I know. I feel the same way. Yeah. I get to see another nice. face, a couple more faces. I know. Wow. So where do people find out about both of you? I guess. Uh, <laughs> instagram.com on the yeah. World Wide web okay yeah <laughs> all right do you want to get more a little more specific <laughs> uh, i've got an instagram page that's about all that i do um it's paul p-a-u-l-t-h-o-s which is a shortening of my middle name thomas okay and then, yeah that's it yeah i'm mary over there on instagram and then i have a band camp which is mary latimore harpist dot bandcamp dot com okay when does that record come out mary the when when do you think like september okay. or october something yeah. like that you know be perfect <laughs> perfect timing People throwing for their front doors open I don't think anything's going on at all yeah yeah everybody's gonna be super just 
quiet and bored. No, it'll set the mood perfectly. It'll be nice, something nice. Yeah. So that's, everybody stay alive because then you can hear Mary's record. Stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Hi, thank everybody. thank you both for doing thanks, this. Paul, so uh, thanks, Tom. That's all right. Thanks, thanks Paul. Tom. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. Of course. Thank you. Well, thanks for listening to the best show. I appreciate it so much. And thanks to my guests, Mary Lattimore and Paul Sakina, and to everybody who helped make the show work and stay going and keep cranking. And we were going to keep doing it and check it out next week. Got another great episode coming, and we've also got a lot of bonus content over at patreon.com slash the best show. Stuff going up all the time. Got a big surprise coming soon. Then, also, listen to Double Threat, the podcast I do with Julie Klausner. So funny. At Double Threat Pod. Do that. Help your friends out. Stay healthy. Stay safe. And we will talk to you next week. Bye.